later we're going to uh, celebrate communion together. It's a time where we remember, where we remember the death of the Lord Jesus Christ and all that Christ has done for us and is doing for us and for this world uh, an amazing event. You know, there are lots of dates in history where, um, you know, we look back and there are dates which we'll never forget. You think of last year with the Malaysian Airlines MH370, um, a time that people were puzzled and confused and for many that day will be etched in their memories, um, a terrible tragedy that happened with seemingly no rational explanation. Uh, or go further back to uh, 9-11, 2001, when uh, there were terrorist attacks on the Twin Towers in New York. Nearly 3,000 people died as two airplanes were deliberately smashed into the two towers. Um, a bit like Kennedy's death, probably most people will remember for many years what they were doing uh, at that particular occasion. I remember I was flying from London to Edinburgh and of course on the plane I knew nothing about it but boy when I landed um, there was this commotion and chaos and uh, just this terrible unfolding tragedy that uh, uh, unraveled as the day went on or um, President Kennedy uh, it was before my time but many will remember that uh, or go further back to Pearl Harbor all days which were uh, days of tragedy, days which changed the world, days which changed people's opinions uh, and the way that they did things changed their ideas about nations or their ideas about, well, all kinds of things. But of all the dates in history, uh, and there are many, I've named just a few, um, the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ has had the most profound and long-lasting impact on world history and is continuing to have uh, an impact on world history. You know, Jesus was a, a religious leader, but there are many religious leaders, many leaders of nations, leaders of uh, ideology that have come and gone over the years and they've left a legacy of writings which in some ways have changed the world to uh, greater or lesser degrees but this death of the Lord Jesus Christ was really profound uh, in its impact but yet it wasn't the result of a tragic accident a lot of people run away with this idea that well the death of the Lord Jesus well it was it was the Romans and the, you know, the Jewish leaders, and it was a great tragedy. What a shame. After only three years of ministry, Jesus had this wonderful ministry cut short. But this is not the story of the Bible. The story of the Bible is that this, this event, which for sure is a tragedy, surely the, the worst tragedy that has ever happened, that mankind should nail and crucify the Son of the living God, to die but yet this tragic event was planned Jesus himself told his disciples not long before his death um, he said he said to them he took 
the twelve aside and told them, we're going up to Jerusalem and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be turned over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen. And for those that had eyes to see, uh, if they read through their Old Testament scriptures, they would have seen that all the way through the scriptures, uh, this day was being highlighted. This is what's going to happen to the Son of Man. Now, in the account that... um, we read tonight, there's just a couple of uh, events which I would like to highlight to you, something that modern readers can very easily skip over, but uh, certainly to the Jews of those day, of of that time, would have made uh, events be very much more memorable and meaningful. And the first of these um, is in verse 33. At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. Now, what that means is basically at noon until three o'clock, darkness covered the land. Now, we might read across this and think, well, maybe that was just an eclipse like we had just a a few weeks ago. No, not possible. (laughs) Um, Eclipses are much shorter. There are no eclipses eclipses which are three hours long. Um, And the Passover was the time of a full moon, which, um, if you look into the uh, astronomy of it, would preclude any possibility of an eclipse. So what was this darkness? Well, you might expect the death of the Son of God, the Creator God, um, to have an effect on nature. Uh, And for sure, this was a... um, something amazing that happened in nature. It was a natural miracle that the sun stopped shining for three hours. And I'm I'm sure that that's uh, part of the reason. But I think that for the Jewish onlookers, the Jewish understanding of the story is that this was very significant indeed. Uh, For one, it's a fulfillment of uh, a verse in the book of Amos. Amos chapter 8 verse 9 talks about the day of the Lord. And it says this, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. This was exactly what happened when Jesus died. So uh, it is all part of this prediction. It is foretold. It was foreplanned by God. But secondly, the death of Jesus occurred during the Jewish Passover, where Jews remembered their escape out of Egypt. Now, if you remember the escape out of Egypt, it's the most amazing story of uh, salvation, of people being under terrible oppression uh, and being rescued out of slavery to become their own people and their own nation. Uh, And the way that that happened was that there were plagues that were afflicted on uh, the Egyptians. Uh, The first one was blood. And then there was a plague of frogs, gnats, flies, livestock, boils, hail, locusts, and then darkness. The last plague 
before the angel of death came and killed the firstborn was a plague of darkness for three days, not three hours as in the, the death of Jesus, but three days of darkness. The, the, the darkness was a prelude to the salvation of Israel as a nation. And here we have uh, in the story of the death of Christ, three hours of darkness, which is a, a prelude <laughs> to Jesus, who was the Lamb of God, the sacrifice who wouldn't just take away the, the sins of a nation and avert the judgment of God from them, but Jesus, who would be the Lamb of God to take away the sins of all of us, the whole world, then, in all the times up to now and the times future. What an amazing event. And I'm sure for Jews who were... Uh, watching that event. They had just celebrated or were just in the process of celebrating Passover, retelling all these stories to their children. That would have been very significant. Darkness and then the death of Jesus. Uh, secondly, and time is already uh, <laughs> just about out, um, another amazing event that happened um, at this time is in verse 38 that the curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom into two now the significance of this um, well you have to go all the way back to Genesis remember Adam and Eve in the garden and they sinned and God pronounced judgment on them he clothed them and then he sent them out from the garden do you remember what happened next God put cherubim guarding the way back they were not allowed to come back into the presence of God and to take from the uh, tree of life they were banished from God's presence presence the holy and the sinful cannot meet and when God set up uh, the tabernacle the temple uh, for the Israelites first in the desert and then that temple was later built uh, in stone you had God's presence being at the very center of the tabernacle or the temple the holiest of holy places and the only way in which um, anyone could enter into that holy of holy places well there was only one person once a year the high priest and the only way that he could come into God's presence was through sacrifice and this curtain the dividing line between the presence of God and, and those on the outside. The pattern on the curtain was cherubim guarding the way back to God. And it is this curtain that was torn in two in the temple when Jesus died. What a wonderful picture that the way to God that was closed from the time of Adam and Eve is now open, not just open for the, the Jews, but the way is open to all of us. <laughs> this is a, a remarkable picture of a very memorable event that happened uh, 2,000 years ago, full of meaning, loaded with meaning, and the scripture is just bursting with uh, connections and 
meaning and uh, of the significance of what happened in those days. We've celebrated today the baptism of three people. Trajani, Cornell, and Hannah. It's amazing because that work of Jesus Christ on the cross, that opening up of the way to him uh, is a present reality. It's for all of us. It's for all nations. And it's for you. It's for me. I remember the time in my life when that death was meaningful for me. And I asked Christ to forgive me for my sins. It's a, it's a, a present reality and an ongoing reality. But it's also for the future too. The death of our Lord Jesus Christ and the resurrection Jesus is king. He is the king of life. And we can look forward to a future, an everlasting future. We can look forward to life in all its fullness, not only now, but beyond the grave and into the future. The blessings of the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The way is open. So as we take communion tonight, as we celebrate that, let's remember uh, what Christ has done for us. But let's also remember he has done it for everyone else who is not a part of Christ's family. Let's be urged on to, to share that love, that it's something we want to shout about and share with other people. Um, let's sing again. We're going to uh, sing a song, He Will Hold.